first. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Okay, here we go. We're recording. We're recording. Still learning in process here. Um, all right, so I'm sitting here with James, and you're, when you emailed me about your story, I was like, hold on, what? And I had to, re- I had to reread it because I'm like reading through it, and you wrote it very well. You almost wrote it in like the third person, which is yeah. perf- perfect with a pseudonym. Um, so the person that we're going to be talking about in this story is actually based on true events with you, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, and I don't want to talk the whole time because you have a very good story. So I want you to tell the story and I'll just kind of go like this when I have a question so that I don't interrupt. Um, and I'll try to keep my questions. Honestly, I'm going to try to keep the questions mostly to a minimum because your story is pretty crazy. And I need to come up with a name for this episode. My episodes usually are, uh, unfortunately, on the record with so-and-so. Um, so I was going to put lawyer are you still in law uh yeah technically i'm still a lawyer i still got my bar card so that would be fine okay all right um i i haven't quite figured out what to call it yet to get people to really want to click on it um but i'll make sure i you know when i post on instagram i'll make sure to put on there that this story is pretty crazy so Take us back all the way to you know kind of how you laid out that email you know you laid it out like kid that struggled academically so on and so forth um yeah yeah no definitely so um growing up high school middle school um starting beginning years of college i was i was a horrible student i mean uh first year in uh, in college i was basically gonna get kicked out i was on academic probation and i thought you know this isn't for me i'm gonna figure something else out with my life um so uh, this is one day. It's it's a very random event. I was uh, I was in the library with some friends and uh, an individual that I knew, you know, just high and by, um, asked me if I wanted to try this this pill. This was a Concerta pill, and uh, which is when when was this? Like what year? This was about eight years ago. So this was uh, actually this was probably two thousand and nine. Okay. Yeah, okay so, so he said yes yeah, good this helps you study and and i tried it and uh that led to a series of events that led me to where i am today what was the aha moment what was like was it initial was it the first time you took it you're like holy shit this stuff is amazing the the first time i took it it was magic it was i i was never able to sit and study and this thing made everything enjoyable this made uh, learning, reading, sitting in the library for hours, just most pleasurable thing ever. So, um, I, I wonder if it, I wonder if that affects for everyone. I wonder if I took it, if I would, <laughs> if I would read more or if I'd still be like, fuck this book. I, yeah, I think if you took enough, I think it works the same for everybody. If okay. You have a goal, it just, it intensifies it. So, uh, so I went down this, uh, this, this ladder, I, I climbed the ladder of, of so-called success what I wanted to do. I became, um, you know, top of my class, so 4-0 in every class, 4-0, 4-0, just uh, writing and, you know, everything was top notch and I was enjoying it, you know, it wasn't a drag at all. So uh, eventually I, I applied to law school and I got in. Same thing with law school, you know, top top of my class, published books, everything was, was top notch, it was beautiful. 
But the problem is, <coughs> you eventually build a, a tolerance to this drug, and uh, rather than needing one pill, you need two. Right. Rather than two, you need three, then four, then five, and then. Uh, I, I'll, I'll pause that for a second. Uh, but after law school, same thing. You know, it was it was perfect. Uh, life was beautiful, and I opened up uh, a small law firm, and it grew. And uh, it was everything that I wanted in life. Yeah, you know, there's the money and there's status. And, um, now, how and, often how often were you taking it? Like, were you taking this just to be top notch, even in just days where you didn't need to take it? I took it every day. So you took it like I need this shit. You took it like how I drink my coffee in the morning. Yes. You know, I, I wake up in the morning, I, I drink my coffee. If I don't, I just feel off. I don't feel aware. Someone asked me a question, I feel like I answer in a slow response, and then I'm mad at myself because I didn't get geeked up before. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. That's exactly the feeling. And, and as with coffee, you know, sometimes you need an extra cup. Yeah, for sure. And I'm pretty familiar with it. I've watched documentaries on it. I've I've studied it. I've actually taken it recreationally when I was in school. Um, I you know I don't know if you just took the capsules, but the way that we did it was crushed it up and we sniffed it and we could drink all night. Um, yeah. But we were doing like I think there's what like seven to ten, ten to something, and then thirty to fifty milligram is like the max. What uh, did you start out taking the thirty, or did, or did oh, you go? Uh, I started off with a baby dose. I, I took uh, point what is it point five milligram. I took a quarter of a pill, and that was all I needed for. Oh years. shit! Okay, so it's not like you just started jumping right into. Um, I'm going to just start taking these thirties. You started off very lightweight and your tolerance grew that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when you take it every day, uh, definitely it, it spikes and there's a pleasure associated with taking it. I mean, it's releasing these chemicals and once your body realizes, Oh, this thing makes me happy. You, you do want to take more. You do want to reach that, that peak. The problem is your receptors start burning out. So you need more and more to uh, to even feel normal. And the problem is, I was in I was in a position where I had to perform at a high level. I was doing work with the Department of Justice. You know, we're doing these federal cases, these these really important matters. And you know, you have to be on top of your game. But at a certain point, everything stopped working, and uh, the crashes were so bad. The the behavior, the recklessness. The behavior changes uh, towards the end. I mean, you, you use your brain. You're, you're naturally supposed to stop once you get tired, once you get bored. But this just pushes you and pushes you. So at the end of the day, everything is fried. You have no willpower. Like you can't really resist any sort of temptation. Activity, yeah. So just to kind of reiterate yeah. so you've essentially how long did you take it how many years were you on it so this was about eight years okay so you eight years you were taking this every single day and probably towards the latter portion you were probably taking multiple pills every single day yeah. um so your body's just constantly for eight years straight, constantly just kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, winning, winning, winning. And then all of a sudden that tolerance, it just comes out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden you're just, I mean, that, that would almost throw you into a depression, you would think. Like your body's just like, dude, 
get up, work, but at the same time, you don't have that same energy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean, once I stopped, eventually I had to stop taking it uh, just because I knew if I kept on this uh, cycle, it, it wouldn't end well. You know, the reckless behavior was getting worse and worse. So you I keep, yeah. yeah, you keep saying the reckless behavior. Yeah. So um, kind of walk us through like uh, the process of like, did you just notice one day or did you like look back and say, holy shit, yesterday I had to take 12 of these things. I think something's going on. When did you kind of know? Um, <clears throat> probably um, my first year with the firm where opening the firm. So I would be working on these cases and I would be there 15 hours a day, you know, just working and working. And at that point, the pills weren't really working as well. So I was like sort of in a depressive state the whole time, the whole day. So you could tell you're like, I took, you know, how many were you taking in the morning at that point? Oh my God. It was, uh, I reached pretty crazy level. So, so 20 milligram pills enough for like, it's, it's decently high dose. I was taking over 100 milligrams a certain day. So you were taking like five of those things in the morning just to get it going? Yeah, it was a lot. Well, through the day. What? It, was, it was a lot, man. Was... Okay. Um, so I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, no. Um, so you were taking 100 a day, and then you took a, you took 100 milligrams in the morning, and then you're in the office, and you're like, I feel like this isn't working. No, it, it wasn't, and when you're forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do. I mean, I never enjoyed law. Yeah. It's rewarding. I never enjoyed studying. And then you just enjoyed, you just enjoyed the financial gains, the lifestyle, the, the, the cars, the clothes, the women, the, the, yeah. Okay. And then now you're like, shit. (laughs) What do I do now? Um, so, okay. So, you, you said reckless behavior. Um, what was the first reckless act that you did that you're like, okay, that kind of gave me that feeling? Okay, well, you once once you're at that high of a dosage, once you, you're not thinking straight, you, you'll do anything for pleasure. So um, harder drugs, um, you, any sort of feeling of happiness. I started becoming manipulative and just I saw myself changing and, and and that's not good it's it's horrible and you can't help yourself yeah and what else did you say harder drugs harder drugs yeah <laughs> okay. so I, I don't mean to laugh but I'm no, like this no. is this is a great story sure, I'm laughing yeah. out of happiness not out of uh, out of joking <laughs> that's, at you that's fair. um so man this is like tv stuff so okay so adrenaline i guess is the easiest way for someone that doesn't hasn't felt this or you know when i'm talking like this i'm really thinking of uh of my girlfriend who you know is is square and doesn't do that kind of crazy stuff but adrenaline though everybody's felt adrenaline whether it's like you've gotten scared or you've like you know that's a lot of people they like to be scared and and that's their adrenaline so you related the adrenaline and the rush of doing something you really shouldn't be doing to the fact of that replaced the Adderall feeling? Well, I wouldn't say adrenaline. I, I think it was just any sort of chemical reward, anything to okay. bring me out of a depressive state. Okay. And, and um, so, I mean, just to get a little technical. If, if I, if I yeah, can. go ahead. Um, so what ADHD really is, is a, a problem with executive function. It's with the part of your brain that says, um, 
uh, don't do this or do this. Uh, you should study and, you know, being able to resist temptation. When I'm, when someone's sitting in a room, just exhausting their executive function, you know, their brain's on overdrive and you're forcing it to <clears throat> use part of your brain that it's not supposed to be using for so long. Your executive function at the end of the day is gone. You have no control. You're running on like almost animalistic impulses, right? Just anything to give you that the pleasure and the feeling and that would happen at the end of the day, you know, towards the second year of, um, of having. This. So when you were doing this stuff, you know, you talk about the hardcore drugs, was this yeah. something that you were taking in the morning to get through the day? Or this was like, all right, I'm counting down the clock until it's time to go. And then I'm just, I'm going crazy. I didn't really plan on doing anything crazy. It was just something that happened at the end of the day. Okay. Eight o'clock at the office and just the, overwhelming depression coming over you and uh, right you want to do anything to get out of it um, so you start calling people and you start texting people and you start going on forums and what was the what was the um now you said hardcore drugs plural there wasn't just one drug that you went to after like what's what you know walk us through the the drugs here and and you know no judgment zone here unfortunately on the record like we say but you will be anonymous um you went from Adderall to what? What was the next? Uh, next up is, is cocaine. Okay. Cocaine releases the same chemicals. So right. It's very comfortable. Okay. And then, so you did cocaine for a while, or you just did that and you're like, oh, that was cool. Let me try something harder. No, uh, that held me over for a while. Um, and then you grew a tolerance for that as well? Well, it's, it's a cross tolerance with Adderall and coke, so I, I needed a higher dose to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get tolerant to that as well. I, I didn't really develop a tolerance to, to cocaine. I just really didn't feel it, but it just felt a little normal after taking it. Okay. And then there's the opiates, the, the Vicodins and the um, Norcos. Okay. That sort of gets you in a happy state for a while. Um, so you went then, uh, Adderall, cocaine, opiates. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, moving on. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get into anything super, that is super crazy, anything crazier. You didn't, that. did you, you, you didn't inject anything? I like not, Okay, all right, that's the real hard stuff, and it's actually, you know, and to be in all honesty, we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking today if that was the case. So, yeah. so obviously you got all the way up to that, and you said in between, what was the waking moment where you're like, this has got to stop? Like what? There has to be that aha moment because everybody kind of battles with addiction in a little bit of a way. And I, you know, me personally, I like to drink. As you can see, I'm drinking right now. But I also know, like, like I need to stop when I start feeling a certain point. Or you know, people that are listening have probably had those aha moments to where they're like, "Oh wow, I'm never getting that drunk again." Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was your aha moment that made you say, "Like, okay, I have to change something here"? So I had. It wasn't just a. An, it didn't. It wasn't something that just happened in an instant. Uh, I was dating this girl, and she was very supportive. Like she knew that I wanted to stop. Uh, I, I knew that this behavior was unhealthy and I knew I w- it would eventually kill me. So I, I knew I had to give everything up in order to live. And I was giving up a lot, but I, I thought that was what I had to do. So, so she was very supportive and I was able to cut down the dosage. And uh, I decided, you know, I'm, I have to close the firm. 
the behavior was directly related to having to forcing myself to do these things that I don't want to do uh, and taking these pills to get me through the day. And, and once that stopped, all of the behavior stops. I mean, it was directly related. So I knew I had to stop. Um, she was supportive, but um, she eventually left me. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't an instant moment. It was just a decision. I said, you know, it's going to be life, or it's going to be this this crazy, or it's going to be this crazy chaotic um, situation. So I, I let everything go. I closed the firm, and uh, yeah, living with the consequences of fried a lot of fried brain cells and difficulties and motivation but i think that was the right decision what um i mean yeah i mean it sounds like it because you were on you know you were on the highway to a uh, very dark place um so if not already there you know um so what are you doing now like uh without giving too much information where people can stalk you but what are you still practicing law i'm closing my last few cases so this is fairly how how recent is this that you just were like are you still you know do you go to meetings are you battling with addiction or are you kind of it's you just know like i'm not getting back into that lifestyle the the addiction was due to the work so there was there was no actual like chemical addiction to where you like i need it right now no i don't think so okay so if you're doing stuff you enjoy you don't feel the need to have to get high correct that's uh I think that's how a lot of people feel. And I think a lot of people should know um, before they go down this road, you know, taking this drug to make you excel in school, it might not be the way to go because you're going to have to be doing that for the rest of your life. And it's not a happy ending. It's a very difficult life. Uh, And it's more and more common. Oh, it's very common. It's, it's, it's an epidemic right now, you know? So, so, you know, School's not for everyone. I don't think it was for me. I mean, I did things and I helped people, but at the end of the day, I, if I uh, could go back to the day he gave me that pill, I wouldn't have taken it. Even all, even all the crazy experiences you you probably had. I'm I'm not, sure. I'm not. I'm not uh, saying go up, go and do that. But yeah, I mean, you know, come on, you know, just turn on, turn on any rap video nowadays, and that's exactly. what they're that's what they're promoting. Um, that's, that's nuts, man. So what's, uh, what do you think what's next for you? You know, you're looking for, you know, obviously you want to find a career that's fulfilling. Do you think you have that in mind? I don't know yet. Uh, it's actually what I'm uh, trying to find now. I was, I spent so much time in this state where, you know, I was just focusing on this one goal and I was in this this other world, I don't really know myself that well. I don't know my likes and dislikes. Right. And I guess I'm just, I'm trying to figure that out now. Uh, Maybe I could, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that my story would at least. Well, yeah, I think, I think you can definitely help people. I think without a shadow of a doubt. And I think you bring up a good point because there's a lot of people that say Adderall is not good, but they're saying Adderall is not good because it's a drug. They're not saying Adderall is not good because 20 years from now, you might not be doing Adderall. You might be doing whippets up the ass or some crazy stuff that you don't even know yet. Um, and it's not necessarily, like you said, it's not necessarily just people with addictive 
personalities because I don't think you have an addictive nature. I don't think you're one of those people that's like, I need to have it, I need to have it, I need to have it. If it was sitting in front of you, you could probably throw it in the trash. It's one of those things where it's a lifestyle thing. Your lifestyle needs to, you know, getting yourself to look at what most people preaches the american dream nowadays which is make a lot of money buy nice cars buy nice homes date pretty women that's all achieved through industries that grind you every single day i mean i have a lot of buddies that are mortgage bankers and i know they 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 do coke and you know they're they're crazy because they're in a fucking call center doing a job that they hate hammering it every day no you're you're right uh I wish I could say more about this, but there are a couple of judges I know that do, that do coke, and I know a lot of lawyers that do it, and they're sending people to jail for it. So oh, for sure. System, but... yeah. Confiscating it and doing it and <laughs> saying go to prison now. Um, yeah. That's your finder's fee. So, <clears throat> okay, so I mean, really, I guess the message is, is yes, one, um, maybe be more aware of Adderall and, and think about why you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But two is think about why you're doing it on a level of career wise you know is this if you have to take a drug to make you enjoy what you're going to possibly be doing the rest of your life should you really be doing that career yeah you know it's a a dark road so how are you doing now do you go through boats of like depression or do you are you like yeah you know i'm figuring it out uh so my natural state now, my default state is is like 20% below normal. Like it's a small, slight depression, but it's very hard to get motivated to do anything. Like Are responding you... to an email is horrible. Like that's yeah. how. And that's all we, we were like contacting back and forth, just emails. You're probably yeah. like, God damn yeah. it. <laughs> this sucks. What the hell? We made it. We did. We did, man. Well, I, uh, I definitely enjoyed the conversation and, um, I think we should still communicate, you know. I think you seem like a cool dude. Are you in the area then? Like, you know, obviously I put my ads out there. You've got to be somewhere around here so we can yeah. talk we can talk offline about that stuff, but are you talking with anyone? Are you like making, you know, do you have anyone like coaching you through stuff? I'm not saying that I'm capable of doing that, um, but it's always good to have people that know your background to be like, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's something I don't have any anyone like that now it's, it's sort of hard to let people know but you know I yeah it's probably better to open up than have figure it out by yourself you know have you ever thought of going to a um recover like a uh you know kind of like an aa type thing not an alcoholics anonymous but you know what i mean like a not necessarily because you have a problem but to maybe just meet other people and hear their stories because i feel like you might actually run into some more people like yourself that for example drinking you know, um, a lot of people do it because they do fucking hate their life. And as soon as they get home, they want to forget about it. You know, I hate my job. Seven, I think a study was like 70% of people right now hate what they do, um, which is depressing. You know, but a lot of those people are, you know, taking some sort of some sort of chemical, whether it be alcohol or a pill that's, you know, giving them, taking away their inhibitions, I guess. So... I, I know I it's definitely something I'd consider it's a symptom of this new industrial society like you said it is it's it, years ago yeah I mean 
there was no ADHD because you're just working on the farm. You don't have any paperwork. You know, see, I kind of went through the same thing. I I, uh, I used to drink a shit ton of energy drinks, and I know I'm not really relating that towards, you know, the Adderall and stuff, but I've also had to take some Adderall after a crazy night of partying just to give myself that zing back up. Mm-hmm. But I left a corporate America job. I was running a sales firm for like eight years, and I was just so exhausted and doing all this stuff that I didn't really care about, you know, and now I leave and I, now I'm in like the construction field, um, to where I, by choice was searching online, like jobs that pay well, that are fulfilling. And that was the biggest thing was the fulfilling side. So maybe you can come across something that'll actually be fulfilling at the end of every day. You're like, man, I feel like I helped some people out today. You know, that's the hope. That's the dream. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think your story is amazing, and I think you, for as many people as you can, I think you should share it. I don't know if you've written a book on this yet or if you're working on writing a book, um, but you should definitely put this down, and, and you know, because if not right now, you it's one of those things that might be ahead of its time. You know, five years from now, we might be like, this is really a problem. Um, I know the documentary on Netflix just came out, Take Your Pills, yeah, yeah. and it brings more light to it. Um, but this has also been going on since the twenties. Like this isn't something that's brand new. So uh, no, I, I agree. And, uh, maybe, maybe one day I will come up. I started writing a little bit. Uh, I was going to title the book that I think it was the book that gets me disbarred. Just <laughs> Cause you know that that'll, because that'll come next. Well, you know, I mean, if that's not what you're going to do, then, you know, it's just a status status symbol that you have right now that you're barred you know um and it's funny that they call it being barred because you feel like you're in prison when you're working there so um all right man well hey we'll wrap it up i really appreciate your story i appreciate you coming on here um i will email you my cell number so we don't have to necessarily email back and forth because you said you hate that um but i mean shit there's other shit that we could probably talk about to where i could have you on future uh episodes and whatnot so yeah of course, um, I'd love to come back. Thank you for reaching out. I wish you the best of luck. And like I said, um, you know, keep me through the process. I've I've looked into writing stuff, and there's companies out there that essentially do all the work for you. They're just looking for stories. So you know, if you reach out, you don't have to get back onto Adderall just to write the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Be- all right. Cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I'm gonna go ahead and end the recording.